figure it out without that word. Okay, everybody have a copy? No copies here on the table. Okay, before we uh, continue with the next uh, level of the um, subtopic, so uh, two Shailas and Yana Diema that apply to Meiser. One is about taxes. If a person gets a tax rebate, so is it Chayev and Meiser? So, depends. There's a very simple formula to this. As we mentioned earlier on the shear, Ramesha holds that when you calculate what your Meiser obligations are, it's from the net salary. So if they took off or if they didn't take off, uh, you're working for yourself and you got to do it yourself. It's net, this is a kula, it's net of federal, state, local taxes. And much as far as you never really see that, even if you did see it, it's kilu, it's not yours, you're just holding it for them, you got to send it in, you got to play estimates, and that comes off the top. So a person has $100,000 and he's walking away with sixty. so sixty is his uh, baseline, yeah, $6,000 of miser money. Um, many pays combination included hold that regular living expenses are not included, meaning they're not deductible. Um, it's interesting there are sheetas in the other direction, uh, prominent sheetas, but that's a much as that's the minute the Hashokan says if that weren't the case, no one would ever spend or get any miser because most people are happy if they can make ends meet and they can cover their bills. And if you subtract all your living expenses and your, your basis is now down to $5 and you get 50 cents a miser, that's not going to do anything for the cause. Uh, so that's why taxes are unique. wouldn't apply to sales tax and it wouldn't apply to property tax, which in Muncie is not insignificant. But that's considered a living expense. As your lawn carries, as your electric, electric bill is, and your gas bill and everything else, that does not come off the top. Now, if you're getting a tax rebate, if you paid no taxes and they're paying you, child tax credit, whatever the case may be, so that's money. And that's taxable, meaning miserable. And if you're getting something back that you put in and your estimates were X and now the government figured out that you paid too much and they're giving it back to you, so then you just have to figure out the money that you gave in, you paid in for your estimated taxes, was that post-miser money, like we talk about pre-tax and post-tax money, is it post-miser money or pre-miser money? Usually it's post, and you had to pay it in. So unless you just took the credit from last year. But if you paid it in, then you're getting back money that you paid in already as post-miser money. You have to take miser on it again. That's push it. Is that, is that clear to everybody? There's not, you don't have to be an accountant to, uh, to follow that. Uh, so that's, uh, that's Parshat. Somebody asked me just this afternoon, he just got from his mortgage company a uh, check, and the check represented, uh, so it said in the letter, it was a surplus on the escrow account. He wanted to know if he has to take off Meiser. The answer is, of course not. It's good he asked. It never hurts to ask. It's the same thing. It was money that they erroneously took from you or stole from you, and uh, it wasn't stealing because you paid it in... Uh, your own goodwill, but they're honest enough to give it back, and it wasn't necessary, and they're giving it back to you. So, again, the money you uh, paid in is uh, post-MISER money uh, because you did not deduct your living expenses from your bottom line. And therefore, it's the same thing. So all these shadows come up. You've got to figure out where the money came from. There's money that's coming back. Where did the money come from? Which is a relatively uh, simple equation.
Okay, let's uh, go now. What you have in front of you is the Shulchan Acharav. Shulchan Acharav is considered one of the classic uh, texts on Hilchastam Batera. And Hilchastam Batera is very complicated. What the Chiv Mar for yourself, what the Chiv Mar for your son. We want to figure out what the Chiv Mar for the son, because per last night's shear, you're not allowed to use Misa money for a Dovish of we discussed the girls last night. Now we're going to discuss the boys. The boys have a direct chiv derais of the matam as benechem, and you have a chiv to be mechanach them in general and teach them Torah in particular. And that's the davish b'chayva. So when you hire the rebbe to do the job and you pay tuition to yeshiva, you're making them a shliach because you can't do it. If you can't do it, then mitzvah bayis and mishulchay. Most people can't, and they're working to pay the tuition. So you might say, well, why should I work and pay the tuition? I'm also to teach the kids myself. That's a good idea if it works. For many people, it doesn't work because they're working for other reasons also. Uh, there's a famous Misa, a very inspiring, uh, goes to show you sometimes, uh, there's always a cheshmer in Shemaim, sometimes it takes years to figure out. The father of the Beis HaLevi was a very, very chosh of a yid, who was uh, the, the Rosh HaKal, and he was a big Baltstaka, and he had a thriving, I think, lumber business, whatever it was, in, in Lithuania. And the business did well for many, many, many years. In one year, the whole thing fell apart in a very short time. So if you don't have the right Ashkafa, you say, no, okay, we don't know why. That's a proper Ashkafa, but we don't know why, and therefore we're not going to try to figure out. That last part is not necessarily the case. So the Gemara Brocha says, if you can't figure it out afterwards, you can't figure it out, but you've got to try. And it was... It was unnerving how quickly it fell apart and it didn't make economically it didn't make it wasn't a recession it wasn't a depression it just the whole thing fell apart so um, with his haskamba Chaim Velazhin himself convened the Beistin I guess the Velazhin and um, the Beistin was going to investigate why he lost the money to try to figure it out it's a scary it's a very incredible Misa most people would say I don't go into my records I'll based in, I'll do tshuva yeah, which is a good start also but he wanted to know and it's a very chosh of yin, and it um, could be a million reasons. It could be a kapara, there was a gazera, and instead of something worse, he lost his money. There are many good answers in Shemayim, but they actually convened the basin, asked him for his records, his mitzvah records and everything, and they did a whole long research, and they came out at the end. The answer is, we have absolutely no idea. It's certainly not because you weren't giving enough staka. If anything, they, I think that a havmina who was over on the day and gave more than a chaymish, even though we have many a term. And everything was kosher, yesher, and glata was gavaldic. Okay, they tried, they couldn't figure it out. You accept the din, you have fashion of you do tshuva, and you accept the din, maybe you'll find out later, maybe you'll find out a chameh of No, very smart man, of ben Tera, and he didn't have a job anymore. So he decided he's going to just go to the best magician, go back to Kyle, and he's going to sit and learn. He had a very, very bright young son, by the name of Yasha Bear. And um, he figured, no, I told him I've been paying tuition. Miles alone with him myself. And they sat and steigged away in the base medjish for a long, long time, the whole day, part of the night. And the father taught the son, and he grew up to be a base of And they say that Chaim Velazhner Saif Yamav said it took decades. Now I understand why he lost his money. Because there was a Gadol Yisrael here who had to become a Gadol Yisrael. And Asman the Polig, not to knock any yeshivas, you could probably do a better job if you know how to learn a one-on-one chavusashav with your son 16 hours a day for 20 years uh, than putting him in a classroom with 28 other kids. Now, there's nothing we could do about that. 
unless you want to, I'm just pushing the agenda I mentioned before, that you seem to like the idea of just stopping to pay tuition and just retiring and uh, learning with your son. Uh, so, A, it's Mitzvah Yisrael Shaluchoy, and B, you might be just grooming one of the next Gedele uh, there. And Chaim Lajna says, now I know why he lost his money. Hashem wants him to learn with him. Fascinating. Uh, it could, could have been that and a million other reasons also, but it was clear to them that that's why that happened. So the Mitzvah Mitzvah Yisrael Shaluchoy, it's not done too much today because you'd have to have the head for it and the time for it, and it just doesn't happen. With that said, there is, and this is, I can't overstress this, there is a, the Prima Godem, actually, Nagea, Prima Godem talks about Bedikas Chametz. And he has a scenario, which in the time of Prima Godem was not as common here in America, it's quite common. Let's say somebody living in a house, the house has 10 rooms. Or five rooms, or 15 rooms, whatever the case may be. There's more than one, one room. Jevrin Hochel Mezuzah, you wonder why it always says, Bayashesh Mezuzah. So there was a, a phenomenal misconception. It was so ingrained that the Paiskim HaShulchanach mentioned it, that people put a Mezuzah in the front door, and that was it. Part of the whole house. Why? It says, Bayashesh Mezuzah. Bayashesh doesn't mean house over there. It means room. How did it become synonymous? Well, most houses had one room. You walked in, and that was it. There was a tea kettle, and the big kettle. That was the loft, and that was... So, Badikas Hametz... Took oh, half hour, an hour, you have one room, and you, you search around, you sweep a little bit, then you're good to go. Now we have Bidikas Chametz coming up, and we have large houses, Baruch Hashem, and uh, it's a time consuming thing, which is good, not time consuming in a bad way. You're doing a mitzvah. Can you start and then uh, tell your kids to go up and you make the Baruch and they listen, you know, tell your kids to go up and do their room? So Pima God discussed that. He said, Well, a mitzvah, don't send somebody else. You can do it yourself. If you can do it yourself, do it yourself. So he's Mechadish, and he says, even for the Milo of Mitzvah, Ba Yesu Shluchai, you could be Yetzi by starting the Mitzvah, and after you did a Chedek of the Mitzvah, you can pass it on to somebody else. Again, the child has to be a Bardas, and it has to be, but you can, you can do that. So, same thing over here. Most of the people are working, they're paying tuition. But take time, whenever you have the opportunity, to learn with your son for a few very important reasons. Number one, Mitzvah Ba Yesu Shluchai, at least according to the Prima Gadim, you have a Shutzvah with the Rebbe, with the Yeshiva, but you should also partake because of Mitzvah Yesu Shaluchai. And number two, it's very important for the Kesha with the child to find out how he's really doing. And, um, and number three, often, if he didn't understand Shir, then, well, then the one-on-one is going to help him gain and golden things. So there's the three very important reasons to take out some time. If not weekday, you don't have as much time, so Shabbos, Yantiv, Ben Azmanim, whatever it is, uh, that, that would be the union. The context over here is not going to discuss who's doing it. The assumption is either he's doing it or he's hiring a Rebbe or the yeshiva's doing it, which is the most common today. Uh, the question is, when are you Yetzi this Chiv? And that's the million-dollar question over here, uh, which is going to take us a little time to answer. When are you putter? When is it no longer for your son, a Dabr Shabbat that you can start using Maitzah money for the tuition? At what age, at what point in time? In order to even begin to answer that question, you have to answer when your chiv of Talmud Torah and the basics, the chiv of Talmud Torah never ends. You've got to do it your whole life. And the Rambam says, because if there's a mitzvah, you to go deeper. And if you don't chaz, you forget. So it never stops. But there's a finite, as a lot of people don't know, Ramesh says it's in the tshuva, come out There's a finite, it's fake dinner in Talmud Torah. There's a finite amount of what you have to do to be yes, the mitzvah Talmud Torah. And then there's the mitzvah of learning more being and more being after you know that, and a gisim al So we have to first figure out what is the finite mitzvah Talmud to know when you're Yetzim, and Mamela, when are Yetzim that your son accomplished that. That's what the Shulchan HaKarab is going to deal with right now. So take a look at your copy. Let's start with Ice Hey.
Um, on page one, everybody have a copy? We have a few extra over here. You're good, Levy? You're good? You have it, uh, you gotta stop showing off. You, you know it by heart, people are gonna be jealous. It's, uh, you can pass this one down there. Um, they shouldn't be bashful. Everybody have one in the back there? Okay, hey. Al Yamer, at least look on. Al Yamer Adam, Ech Efsher, Ech Efsher Lomad Kal Torah Shabal Pekula. A person asks himself, how can it be Yetzi learning everything? There's no end to it. And that's true. Torah is endless, and the depth is endless, and you keep on going, going, you live a thousand years, you wouldn't make a dent. However, that's not cause for Yish. Ours is just But over here, what the Shulchan Aruch HaRav develops, which again, Rabbi should discusses at length in his Truva, is that there is a finite amount of Torah that you should try to cover. Ki and he says this next five, five lines so simply, like a kilu, um, it's within reach of most people, which he's assuming it is. The question is, what happened? He says, really, the finite amount that you have to know is not endless and is doable. It has a kates, a tachos, and a misbah, a madrashim, shaniglanu, the Torah itself is endless because you can keep going deeper and deeper. The hidden drushes, even the Pashup shot, that's partially hidden. Rabbi Kiva himself, who was the Gadol Adar, the Gadol of many Darish, Hayyadarish, is called Kaitz Vakaiz Tilu Tilim Shalach, he's a Dash in the Tagim of every word, thousands and thousands of Allahs, 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 And uh, that part is endless. And Kate Sachlas Laimik, Tame Alochas, Papulum, Tame Jerusalem, Bamidushat and Jeshul, Dezeus Hatshu, Gamken, Chedusha Alochas Lain Kates. And the depth will produce greater understanding all the time, and it'll also produce more clothing so we can apply it to other situations which we have done in the modern time more than any other time in the past century. Misha Zechel is a Achash Gamar Tchila, Kolotar Shbalpe, Hamasur Lam Niglas Lain Kol. After you finish the basics. And um, what the, uh, he's going to describe later what that is. But it's basically um, only Talmud Bavli Yushalmi, all the basic Madrashim, Torah, Shulchan Aruch, all the Nice Kalim, Mishnah Brewer, and of course, after you didn't do any of this until you knew Tanakh. And that's a finite amount. And then after that, you should go back and continue doing the Drashas and the Ian and everything. Uh, I don't have a good answer to the question you're all wondering because everybody's giving a blank stare. Uh, like, isn't that for the Gedele Adar? And the answer is the Adar is to know it with a greater Amkis, to know it backwards and forwards. But a person has to try to see everything, not for being shallow, but, you know, seeing everything and understanding everything, and then going back and doing it being in. Uh, if it's any consolation, it's not a new issue. That's why it always surprised me the way the Shochan Harab puts this down, Ki'ilu, this is in reach of most people. Uh, it could be it is, and we're just not doing our job properly. But the Gemara and Brochus already talks about that we're Amaraim who didn't learn all six Sadarm. They only held in Ezekiel, and they only held in this the Gemara, where, where it discusses contrasting different generations within Amaraim. And they didn't, not because there was lack of interest, of course, Chas Shalom, it's because they were holding very B in Nashim and Ezekiel, like the Yeshiva Shemesachtas today, and they didn't get to Uksin. But Ramesha clearly spells out the great Arichas that you got to get to Uksin also. Certainly, if you want to, uh, it always uh, is amazing when Ramesha Paskins a Shailen Elchasitis from Mishnah and Tyrus, which he does, by the way. 
That's the air conditioning sitsis I told you about. He says, even if they take the plastic nylon strands and make them into strands, you make a warp and woof and you weave it, it's still not, and he quotes a mission on Tyrus that says you do that with leather and it's not, still not a begging. So it helps to have seen everything. The reason this is important is because whether we're reaching that benchmark or not, but the fact that we're not doesn't redefine the fact that there's a chiyuv, and if you are trying with your son to teach him Talmud Torah, when do you finish? The answer is whenever, not when he's finished learning being him, but that's the rest of his life. It's when you finish the finite amount, which is what he's going to get to right now. Take a look at Vov. So now he has a kula. He says, now that we have everything in Sfarm, Torah and Torah you don't necessarily have to have a Rebbe for your son, There's another way to do it. All you got to do is teach him to not learn enough that he now knows how to learn and he can continue the rest of his life navigating all the sugiyas, the difficult sugiyas and the shas and peskim as a mahalach even if it doesn't become a place, he has a mahal to figure out what the maskanas of the sugi is. And once he gets that madrega, you have been yetzi, your mitzvah lamatem. So it's easier to be yetzi, mitzvah lamatem, as benechem, than it is to be yetzi, your mitzvah tamater. Because your mitzvah tamater, you got to know everything. Here you just got to get him on the right track to get to that point when he's self sufficient in his learning. That's a kula. Means he doesn't have to actually finish it under your watch. So once the Malama gets to that point, you're all set. What is that point? Well, depends on the kid, depends on the era, depends on what kind of schooling he had. If I had to guess, the good news is we've been raising the Madrega. I've seen already what a Bachar now is learning in ninth grade. They probably used to teach in 12th grade. Definitely the bar has been raised Incredibly, over the last couple of generations. Uh, so it's a moving target, the, the, uh, the amount that he has to know to continue doing this. But it could be for a very smart bacher, it could be um, second, third year best measures. Somebody uh, who's not as advanced, uh, fourth year best, fifth year best measures. Could be for some people who got a later start, kettle, first year kettle, second year kettle. But it's got to be at that point that he now can continue doing it himself. Yeah. Uh, in the ideal situation. So, the modern dumb raised that Shaila. How do you pay Rabbeim? The answer is they're getting paid for babysitting and the Lima Torah is for free. Right. And that's still true today, even for 8th graders, ninth graders, 10th graders. That's still true. It's all babysitting expenses. It's all babysitting. It's an expensive babysitter, but you need to have a good environment. You have to send to a babysitter service, but they learn. Matter of fact, somebody asked me recently, um, can they take, uh, use my some money for a play group? Because they're learning. Good Shaila, no? So the answer is, uh, well, um, a playgroup goes up to which age? What's the range? Three to five? Three to four? Um, they come on with a pressure sheet and learn a little bit, uh, but that's not... A playgroup is a playgroup. That's a, that's a real babysitting service. And they, it's a Jewish playgroup, so they try to teach them something. Uh, it's not a complete brachal so maybe some of it would be, but that's, the heter is either the babysitting aspect, as the Gemara says, or schar batola. Schar batola is... You want to hire a band, you got to pay them, otherwise they're going to become computer programmers because they can't make a living. And that's important for a system. You want to have a shliach, you got to pay them. 
That's what Schavitola means. Schavitola, the amount of money he can make in this time now, it's a fair amount of machlek. Does he have to be able to make it right now? Or he could have made it had he gone in that direction, and he didn't because they were telling him the Klai needs our van, which they do. Those are the two. Those are the two answers why why they're not doing a bechinam, and we don't want to change that because if they do as it is, they're trying to raise the bar because they don't have a livable salary, and it won't make effective rabbeim if they can't pay the electric bill. So if anything, we're trying to increase it, which is always the battle of the yeshivas and getting full tuition and what we discussed last night. Um, so again, this is a kula, which means he didn't finish yet, but you got him to Madrega where he could finish. And he could do it himself. So then, now, with the Kula, he's going to say soon, if the kid is not, is, let's say he's in second year best measures, but he doesn't have a cheshik to do it, and he's not going to get it done because of that, then you have a chiv to hire a bam, then he's not going to finish it. So you need two things. You need the uh, sophistication and the know-how to be able to finish it himself the rest of his life, and the cheshik and the ability that he's actually going to do it. And in a mature bacher, that's discipline, you will hit that age. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, depending on the bocher. But until then, it's not my material. Yes? If everything now is in English, can you just rely on the child? Uh, so that's why I had the second part. The Shulchan Al-Kharab is going to have the second part. If he's not going to do it, practically not going to do it, the only way he'll do it is if you hire somebody one-on-one to sit with him or a tutor or a rebbe or in a yeshiva context, then you're not putter because he's not going to do it. And I think that's true. We have a lot of distractions, especially here in America. And that's true for a lot of bocher. Even if they couldn't know it themselves that English, and certainly even if they could scroll it. Um, and, and art scrolling it might teach the material. The question is, are they going to really learn how to learn? Art scroll, it might be coming soon, but art scroll still didn't translate every thesis, even though there are Sfarim and Hebrew that do that. So they're not every Marsha. And if you really want to learn how to learn it, are you fulfilling your thing with just that? And the answer is, it's better than it was, but not really. But you still take a time with the second part. What about if a child is not capable? So if not capable, then you do what you can to the maximum. And when you get them to that point... Everybody's capable of learning something. So the question is, are you putter because he's not going to finish anyway? Well, it's an interesting shayla. The answer is, well, the adults were hiding behind that. Was ah, we're not going to finish Kol Torah But the Ashokhan told us in the first paragraph that for the adults, forget Lamadim Esbenechem, we still have to try to increase that, hit the, hit the benchmark. We can't give up. That's the point. And same thing with the child, for whatever level they're holding at. So you're saying, what happens if they never get there? The answer is, never is a long time. Most people do get to some level. It just might take X amount of years longer. And if at the end you didn't, so I was talking about a patch. So then you try. That's the... Uh, so yes? So if you have a high opinion of your child, then, then, then my son might never play. High opinion? No, the opposite. If you have a high opinion of the child and you think he can really do it, then you can use my son money. Because if he's really up to it, it's got to be an honest assessment. So, 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 what, so you can start using my son once he can make a plan, once he can... No, not just blood. He gave a very clear description. When he can navigate in most sugis and shas comfortably or make a laning of the Gemara in most sugis and shas comfortably and figure out the sugi and where taste goes in and where Allah Hamais is leading, even if he can't pass on the shaitla. But that's a, that's a level of sophistication. And there are, I deal with Bacham a lot, the range I've seen from 14 to 20. And then uh, I had one fellow who asked me years back, he was supporting, his son was learning at Tissot, supporting him in Kailul, and he asked me, is, is there a chiv? Normally somebody asks that Shaila says, never a chiv, I can take a meiser. With his son, it was a chiv. He got a late start, and the father was smart, and he kept him as many, many years, he got married. I said, he's not finished learning how to learn yet. He just happens to be married. So you're not yet see a chiv yet. That's just the way it was. And that could be true in many cases. Depends. Yeah. But I would imagine that most of the people who are already in Koda are able to navigate on their own. Most of them are, yeah. So in this therefore, case, therefore you could, it's fully miserable. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just that's why I said this case. It happens to be he was a nice kid. He wasn't. Uh, he was average intelligent, and and he got a late start, and he was he got married at 21. 20, 21, you know, so he needed a couple more years to really get to that uh, level. Now, again, your question is a valid question. We all know many people who never got there. That doesn't mean it's their fault, but it also doesn't mean the father was finished now with Madame Esbenechem. So that's, uh, okay, so that's his, that's his introduction. Let's continue. We have just two more minutes. Um, first of all, it's Limdu Hamalamid, Lamdu Hamalamid, V'chein Kol Tanach, Joshua V'agodis, L'chein Lonegash, Lamed Litinakis, this is an interesting line. People always ask me this. Why didn't I learn Navi? Navi is so interesting. Why did I learn this in Yeshiva? The answer is the Yeshiva has X amount of time. Sounds like a lot of time, but it's really not. When you finish America with English and with sports, or this, that, they have X amount of time, and they have to teach them the skills that they're going to need to learn the rest of their life. And as long as they're not a read and read Mepharshim, they assume they're going to then go on later on in life to go back to Navi and to Chomish, all these things, and learn to be in. That's the expectation. That's why we, we go through it in shul and we go through it being. Um, that's what he's addressing over here. The minig then, the Shulchan Aruch's time already, is not to teach them all Tanach, Raktar Levada, Kisanchin. They're assuming Shiyomet Batzmak Shiyagdil. He'll get to it when he gets older. Mashain can't be a ma'am, Shalayu and Akudis, the Tom Mel Balpeh. They didn't have printed things with Nakudis then. So you can't say he's going to learn Tanach later. Where's he going to learn it? You need a Rebbe to learn it because you need a Messiah and the Nakudis. They didn't have Nakudis. So, therefore, um, that changed the advent of the printing press. Certainly for Chumash, she's got to know very well to know Gemara well. But if he's not at that level yet, where he can learn, that's the second point. Or he can, but he doesn't want to, and I need somebody to stand over him to push the point. That's a word today. We don't, all the psychologists uh, would question, well, how are you going to force him? The answer is the psychologists are concerned, and we share the concern. How do you force him in a day and age where it's hard to force anything? But we can't forget about the whole subject. There's got to be a way. The forcing might be with candy, with incentives, but there's got to be a way to do it. And the father's not putter if he's not going to get it done otherwise, even if he has the mental capabilities to do it. With this is the key line. At one time where he has basically everything under control. Not only giving him the ability to do it, but forcing the issue that he should learn, forcing in whatever positive way you could do it that he actually sits down and learn, and that might take somebody standing over him, private tutor, or whatever the case may be. And his Katanam didn't change. Katanam don't naturally want to learn. These yates are her. And teenagers don't always want to naturally want to learn. And your chiv to pay for people doing that with him is part of the chiv. Okay, Mitzvah Shem will pick up on this tomorrow night.